more contention, no more struggle, no more challenges, no more battle. Because there comes a time where you need to rest from your battle. And God said, after today, you shall rest from your battle. The battle of your marriage, the battle of your business, the battle of your finances, the battle of your sickness, the battle of your shame, the battle of your disgrace, the battle of your setback, the battle of the pains you don't want to forget. God said, you will rest from your battle. And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Awudu, head pastor ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Dagon. When I was in, um, in the U.S., in Virginia, I, I visited, I like touring places, so I went to Thomas Jefferson's uh, cemetery, and I went to Thomas Jefferson's house, and I went to see, so I saw all that he did, by the chatter and all those things he did and the war that took place and everything for them to reclaim. America was not for an American today. So America were British slaves. By extension, they sent the rest to Africa, to Liberia. Hello? Fine. But look at them. Look at America today. And look at Britain. Hello? So, sometimes, let's stop blaming the colonial masters. We were enslaved, but they didn't take our mind away. Ladies and gentlemen, tell me if your mind, as an African, sitting here, Ghanaian, which British empire took your mind away? So, why can't we develop that same mind they also have to be able to succeed? So the question is not who enslaved me. The question is how I think. It's how I think. You look at the United Kingdom today and you can be proud of them and talk about them. Once upon a time they were ravaged. They bent the whole town. The whole city was into ashes and they were able to generate it. I was in Dubai. I visited Dubai. I was in Dubai and I went to the... uh, museums and everything. In fact, they were backward more than anybody. Next time when you go to Dubai, you don't go shopping. At least, factor in some tour. Don't go for safari. Go to their museum and go and see how they began. They were so primitive more than Ghanaians. In fact, we even have a rich culture. Because we came in by, through migrations. We are a very rich culture. Whether the Ga or the Ashanti or the Bono Kingdom or whatever. We are very rich culture. They did not have. In fact, their great-grandfathers were so poor that they were doing menial fishing. They can just find themselves somewhere. I mean, because the oasis they have, they are just managing it. But today, go and look for this book, My Vision. And read it. One man entered into onto the scene and transformed the whole place. They even have a long, you can play tennis on the water. I was in Palm Jumeir Highland. You drive into Palm Jumeir Highland and you are in the middle of the sea without even knowing unless they told, they tell you. The Burj Khalifa, which is the highest and the tallest we know of the, of the hanging wall of Babylon. The nine wonders of the nine is more than nine. To your information, new technology in Dubai is that a building, a rotated building has been made. 
Visit Nestor Malaysia. Once upon a time, they depend upon us Ghanaians to feed them. They took the very same Ajungu and Abekwai that we are taking. The same palm nut that we have to their land. Today, you cannot cheat them. They have voice in the world. We talk of Japan, we talk of China. The Asian tigers, Malaysia, name them. Once upon a time, they were no way. But they just understand that their brain were not taken away. Because they are all virgins. But you see, your virginity is not a license for prosperity. Don't say, because I am innocent, I am pure. Me, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I am this. So because of that, God will prosper me. Who told you? Your holiness will take you to heaven. But you can be poor and wretched on earth. You you are not getting me. I'm not saying don't be holy. Yes, you can be holy. But above your holiness, you have to show works. Some of us are spirit-filled tongue-talking. We are not translating our spirit-filled tongue-talking into meaningful ventures. We have excuses for everything. We can spend hours praying, hours studying the Bible, but we can't spend the same hours into man hours to convert it into making money also. And all that we know is to blame people that they are Thieves, robbers. They are juju, sakawa. They are virgins. So they were all virgins. The next thing is that they were all waiting for the bridegroom. Say they were all waiting for the bridegroom. So all of them have an expectation. All of them have an expectation. Right then. All of them have an expectation. We are looking at the similarities. Am I right? So the first marriage that they are all virgins, they all have opportunity to develop. They are not starting from a disadvantage point. Everybody was on the same par. Are you getting it? There is no disadvantage here. They are all there. And the second thing is that they were all have an expectation. They are all waiting for what? The bridegroom. They all have an expectation. They all have an expectation. The next thing is that they all have lamps. Say lamps. Say lamps. That is a vessel. They all have a vessel. A container. Something to live with. They all have it. It's giving us basic things about life. That we all have basic things about life. We all have opportunity. We all have expectations. Who is here who doesn't have an expectation? But who has an expectation here? All of us. I remember when I was young, I can go and sit at the beach and be looking at the horizon. I have an expectation that one day I'll get somewhere. But as to how I'll get there, I don't know. But as an expectation. And I believe you also had when you were pushing your milky chance in car. You had an expectation. When you were in school, you might be talking big. Sometimes my classmate is here. I'll gather them sometimes and say, I'll be a journalist one day. And I'm interviewing them. 
I don't know how I will be. <laughs> but I had an expectation. Everybody, each and every one of us had an expectation. Probably today you are not living that, you are not in that, but you had. And even now where you are, you still have an expectation. So expectation is a common denominator across board for everybody. Hello. So that is there. So don't say, I've been cheated. God is saying, I gave all of you a common platform. The next thing God gave all of us, which you can find here, is that there is a midnight. There is a midnight. He says, and at midnight, a cry was heard. There is a midnight. And the midnight is common to all of them. All of them, both whether the foolish or the wise, they, were all, they all have what? Midnight. Say midnight. Say midnight. And the midnight is the season of change. Midnight is a season of change. If you don't even have anything or you are not able to do anything during the day, when it gets to the night, you say to yourself that, okay, it's even late now. I can't do anything, but I know tomorrow, how many of you can agree with me? So you know that tomorrow will come because tomorrow will offer you a new opportunity. So midnight always serves as a time of consolation or comfort for us because we know that what we could not do now, we could even do it tomorrow. So we all have a midnight. Who doesn't have a midnight? The British have a midnight. The American have a midnight. The Ghanaian have a midnight. The Asian have a midnight. All of us have a midnight. Whichever way we look at it, there will be a tomorrow. So we may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Why? Because it can be difficult today, but I know tomorrow my day will come. Am I talking to somebody? May the Lord give you a new day in the name of Jesus. So that gives us hope to press on. Because of the midnight, we all have hope that at least if it's not working today, tomorrow it will work. Once I have life, it will work. So the midnight quickens us every day. Once you're approaching the midnight, say, hey, Charlie, this thing is so, but I know it will surely work out. Because it turns into calendar days and calendar times and everything. And every day I have hope that it can work. Are you there with me? So there is hope for the future. Say yes, the Lord. Because there is a midnight. So they all had a midnight. Because it's a turn of events. So we have seen the common denominators that binds these people. But then let's look at their differences. Quickly. And then I will be giving you more insight into it. The first thing is that though they were all virgins, though they were all having expectations to meet the bridegroom, though they all have a lamb, which is a vessel prepared supposedly to meet the bridegroom, though they all have a midnight, they also, one of the things that was common to them is that they all slumbered and slept. Did you find it there? They all slumbered and knew what? And slept. It was common. Which means that we all have a rest period. We all can get tired. They all got tired. The rich will get tired. The poor will get tired. The rich sleeps. The poor sleeps. <laughs> Hello, give me a wave. So it is common to everybody. Sleep is common to everybody. Unless maybe you have a challenge. That is why you can find it difficult to sleep. But it's common to everybody. Now, this presupposes that God put us on a certain scale to allow us to take off. So there is always a starter for you and I in life to take off. Do you agree with me? Now, now, now let's look at the differences. Then we'll look at what I want to share quickly. The difference is that 
They said five of them were what? Foolish and five were what? Now, why should they say they were all virgins and some were foolish and some were wise? Now, the word foolish used there means that they lack anticipation. They lacked anticipation. They don't have an anticipatory skill. Lack of anticipatory skill. They live life for today without thinking of how tomorrow will turn out to be. But that is why they become foolish. Are you there with me? The five were wise because the five could predict. They could anticipate that life can always not be smooth. There will be some rough times in life. So because of the rough times in life, now that I have the opportunity as a virgin, do you realize opportunity? Now that I have the opportunity, I need to convert that opportunity into saving for what tomorrow will hold. So that when the night comes, I can have enough to face the night. How many of you have had a challenge of sleeping in the midnight and you are you realize that you are famished? A common deal. How many of you have experienced that thing before? That that you you are you realize that you are sleeping, you are not able to sleep. I mean, can I can I preach with you? And then you rush to the fridge, you open it, there is nothing in it. You you decide to take water, and still it's not happening. The girls will say, but on can akpaleche, akpaleche is the ceiling. You you be you be counting that you are just praying that day will break. I mean, and if you happen to be somebody who drinks, it's even worse. <laughs> Hello? So, you will realize that in the same vein, that is life. There is always a midnight hour that you can't predict. But because of the midnight hour, you make sure that your day should be prepared. So the reason why they said they were foolish is not in a language to insult them, but they lack anticipatory skill. They could not anticipate. For instance, they think they will forever be in that job. So they did not make a backup saving plan. So they got to job and all of a sudden they said you are fired. They didn't give them any prior notice. They have a wife to take care of. They have children to take care of. They have school fees to take care of. Their financial budget, their test and everything is at a certain level. There is a house they need to pay bills for. Because they thought every time money will come, they never made any savings plan. Now here they are hit at a midnight hour. How do you deal with it? What do you think will happen? Pressure will set in. Untimely death will set in. Worry will set in. Suicide will set in. And, and, and the Bible is saying that the wise had anticipatory skill because they had the lamb, which is the vessel, but they still had extra oil. The kingdom of God teaches us to have an extra oil in life because it is not every time we can anticipate anything. I declare over your life today 
that may the Lord give you the grace and the wisdom to have an anticipatory skill for you to prepare for any eventuality of life because the eventualities of life may surely come but when you are prepared you scale over the eventuality of life because the devil created it as a storm but God created your storm as a learning process but if you have a buffer God would use that buffer to sustain you during the critical moment so that you don't miss the lessons you need to learn during the critical moment so that you can come out so strong and effective for the future but if you have not planned for that you plug in and then you give up life So young man, listen to me. Business person, listen to me. Married person, listen to me. It is not everything you spend on food and clothing. It might not be enough money to you now. But you can devise a strategy of saving. There are some monies you cannot, you don't need to touch. Because one of the anticipated skills is that all of a sudden you can be blown. Sickness can blow you some way. That you need money to take care of your health. And because you don't have, instead of you living to learn from that wind of the the enemy has brought your way, that God wants to turn that into your victory, you make God get disappointed because you are thinking that you want people to help you. And then you can die before your time. But if you have an anticipatory skill ahead, and you have anticipated and saved towards it, it can help you. Some of us at this time, you need, now that you are working, you even need to enter into, into health insurance. You have to have a health insurance policy for yourself. Don't wait even for your company to do it. And save small, small towards it. In case of anything, live on it. I have a problem and I want to say it here. Please forgive me. If you are a Ghanaian worker, don't wait for your retirement benefit. It is not a proper anticipatory skill. You can ask our fathers and our mothers, our people who have gone on retirement. It is so sad. NHIS card is good. But that cannot sustain you. Do you know that at your old age, when you grow at a certain age, your medical bills goes up? How many of us at this age, you are even planning for your retirement? You think you will live forever. What plans are you putting in place for your children and your family? Some of us at certain age, you give birth to the children. The children are living young now. And look at your age. Maybe you are around 50 years. You have just had your first baby. So you can even imagine the transition. Some of you don't even have savings for your children in terms of children's savings to put it there for them for their education in case of anything. Have you sat down to think what will my tomorrow be if in case the unexpected happens? So they were foolish because they never anticipated their tomorrow. They 
were all expecting the bridegroom. The bridegroom eventually came. And but before he came, there was a delay. How many of you realize that? There was a delay. Everybody can start like, but in the midst of a delay, can you endure? What can make you endure is what you have put in place for yourself. Hello? It is said that through wealth, it's not when you are working, but when you are working, when you are not working, and you can stay for two or three or whatever months or a whole year, and you can still take care of yourself, then you know you are worthy. The foolish lack anticipatory skills. They think every day it will work. Every day will be fine. Every day will be fine. They never planned for any eventuality. They lack anticipatory skill. They were there. The bridegroom is coming. They picked the alarm. All of them took it simultaneously. In other words, all of them are ready, isn't it? But immediately they took it, they realized, aha, we don't have enough oil in our lamb. He said, can you give us some? And they said, no. At this point, we can't give you. Go and go and buy one. And they have to go and buy. But it is too late. Don't you think so? Ask somebody sitting by you. How ready are you in life? Now ask the person, how ready are you? The very thing you have been waiting for, the very thing you have been praying for, the very thing you have been desiring, the very thing you have had all night for, the very thing you have fasted for, the very thing you have done all those things, all of a sudden, the thing just up is pam. How ready are you to take up that place? You fasted and prayed for the position. You fasted and prayed for the contract. You fasted and prayed for the opportunity. You fasted and prayed for the marriage. You fasted and prayed for all those things. Granting, all of a sudden, out of the blue, you receive a phone call. Can we speak to this person? Yes, yeah, I am. He said, can you take up a job by tomorrow at that same point? How can you do it? It's not that can you say, can you give me some time to go and think about it? Because I have not prepared. Your heart is beating. Because though you prayed, you have not prepared. How ready are you? The next thing they lack here, and I'll finish with it here and I'll leave you. The next thing I'll continue after the women's conference. The next thing they lack here is a lack of planning and foresight. Lack of planning and foresight. They have what you call simplicity of life. They didn't take life serious. There are a lot of us who are not taking life serious. We don't take life serious. Oh, Nyamebe. Oh, God will do it. Brother, stop crying. Sister, stop crying. God is going to do it. I don't need you to sympathize with me. I don't need you. I need you to challenge me. Don't entertain sympathizers around you. If you really want to make it in life. 
a sympathizer makes you feel comfortable in your comfort zone. But don't forget that your comfort zone over time will grow weeds. But rather be associated with people who challenge your life. And tell you that what's going to Get up. If you have Christ more is enough, get up. So that they can drag you to challenge you. Some of you are in business. You are looking for opportunities, but you have not even built your capacity for the order that will come. When they call you right and say, come and supply this, you don't even have it. But you are everywhere with your complimentary card. Just one phone call for a business. And you realize that you have a challenge. How well have you prepared for it? Because as for the opportunities, it will come. Tell somebody the opportunity will come. Tell the person the opportunity will come. Listen to me. As far as you are a child of God and you belong to Christ and you pray, God will open doors for you. If the devil cannot do anything about it, the devil cannot stop it. The devil cannot circumvent it. God will keep the door open. But the question is, are you ready? Are you ready? At your workplace, you are Believing God for promotion. It will come. But if you get promoted, how efficient are you going to be at that level? For them to be happy with you. How ready are you? You want to marry. You are praying for it. God will let you marry. Believe you me. I stand here as the oracle and the prophet of God and I declare you will marry. You will marry. Surely you will marry. But how prepared are you as a married material? That when you enter into the marriage, you can sustain the marriage and go through the storms of marriage and will not break. Because marriage is not that easy as you see it. There are different phases to it. As a married people in the house, give me a wave. Oh, give me a wave. Is marriage easy? Because Bible says in Ephesians 5, it says that marriage is a mystery. You don't understand, my brother. It is like when we go, when we were in scout those days, we are what we call good water and bad water. And the militaries can explain to you. The bad water is not a water that is not clear. It's a water that is clear, but you can't see the under. When you step in, crocodile might be there. That is marriage. The lady can be walking. And the man will come and say, you are the sugar in my tea and, and everything. And, and you think, Charlie, when I marry, I'm flying. You enter and you know that there are some rough edges and whatever. Sometimes, whether you have taken quinine or whatever, it is, you know what I mean? How about talking to somebody? People can walk to church, but they fought. Can, can I preach? And maturity requires that. Oh, hello. How are you? Everything is fine. 
ahead and give the Lord a clap of it. When you don't know it, immaturity will let everybody see. When he's calling, he said, Oh, Ajo, please come and let say. Everybody said, well, Are you quarreling? What is happening? But when you are matured, she'll come around. You greet the people. When they left, you say, Where did we finish? So you are praying for marriage, but how ready are you? How well can you cook for your husband? How well have you learned how to treat your husband even in bed? How well have you learned how to be able to contain the excesses of the man? Do you understand your role as a wife, as a mother? And the man, it is not about driving a car or having a house. You are believing to have a lady to marry. How accommodating are you as a man? How can you handle the challenges of your wife? How can you handle family pressures? And still bring out the best in the woman. Bring out the best in the family. Let your children stand out and be what they want them to be. So that you can receive and you will not break. And you will not be a pampered man. Who is always walking, complaining and crying. Your parents sees your face. He said, ah. ye. He said, man, what I'm going through. You are not yet a man. You are still a boy. So true preparation of marriage is to be solid to be able to carry as a woman because you see some things of your husband that you need to be able to protect. You see some things as your wife that you need to be able to protect. It's a shared responsibility. It comes at a price. You have a vessel. But do you have an extra oil? Extra oil separates the men from the boys. God bless you. much for listening. This is a message from ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Ligon. We know you've been blessed by God's word. For more quality and practical teachings of Reverend Ismaila Abudu, visit us online at www.icgceastlegon.com or email to yahwehtempleicgc at gmail.com or call us on 057-2260-434 or 057-2260-435. You can also worship with us on Sundays from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. On Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. for our empowerment teaching service. And Fridays at 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. for our breakthrough prayer service. You can also connect with us on Facebook, 
YouTube or Twitter. God bless you.